I don't think it's really breaking the fourth wall because we've done it before. You know, there's some light show prep prior to the recording. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, though, that uh, referencing mushrooms and uh, Anne Frank yeah. would be like foreshadowing to future events. Multiple episodes worth of quality here. Yeah. Bro, how many times do you have to have that discussion? Why isn't this just an assumed thing? Yeah. So I don't talk about mushrooms that often, Pete, but it just so happens within a short amount of time, I've discussed mushrooms a lot. And not a once with uh, DB47. DB15? DB15. That's what yeah. I said. I haven't talked about doing mushrooms with Dylan yet. Dang it. Now there's more editing for me that I'd mess up his name. So early in the episode. No, there's no editing. Uh, I did I did hang out with Dylan this weekend, and we did talk about a lot of very interesting things. I, I did forget to tell him, though, at my gym lately, we did have a workout called DB... What was the number? Wait. Dylan's DB15, right? Yes, if you're JK47. Then this was DB45? Something like that. We did. We had a workout called DB something. Whatever David, what David Beckham's numbers was. Oh. David Beckham. Yeah, so we did have a DB like 45 workout, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Most famous thing David Beckham did was marry a Spice Girl. Come on now. Well, he invested in F45, so that's kind of a popular thing now, too. More or less than Marky Mark. Oh, probably less. Marky Mark's like our guy. Well, then, yeah, why, why even concern yourself with David Beckham? Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, mushrooms, Pete. Uh, I had a long conversation about mushrooms with my friend from England, who I know from Japan and Orlando, but in Finland. There's there's a lot of geography involved yep. in what you just said. I This conversation covers the entire planet. Pro wrestling covers the entire planet. Not if it's dead. Oh, well, the, it was it's pretty much dead, but there's exceptions, and this was an exception. So Pete, on this trip, I did Spain, and I did the Netherlands. I've talked about those. And then I did Belgium, and then I did Finland. Why are we talking about Belgium? Yeah, not a lot of sexy stuff happened in Belgium. Is I'll that, talk about it at some point. Well, why aren't we talking about it right now? I forgot my notebook. You showed up unprepared. Yeah, I forgot the I got, I got the wrong notebook. I write down all of my pursuits internationally, and then I forgot the notebook. But I remember my Finland notebook because I had to buy a new notebook while in Finland, which was really, really hard because I couldn't find a place that had notebook with regular lined paper. Now you're a graph man. Yeah, it was all grids, like boxes. I didn't like it at all. But now I love it because my Finland notebook, my travel notebook, is actually very organized. It looks very good. Aesthetically pleasing. Have you had to purchase another one? Since then, no. When you do, what will you purchase? If I'm international and I can buy one with grids, I will. But I don't know if you can buy grid ones here, can you? Sure you can. What? Yeah. Really? For sure, man. But line notebooks are everywhere here. We go to the CVS right now. We'll find you a Mylar blanket because I'm sure you've not purchased nope. one. Nope. Still don't believe they exist. And a grid notebook. You say if it's in my wallet, that's bull. No way. It will. I mean, you. it would make your wallet rather large, but it could fit in a wallet. All right. Fair enough. Mylar blanket, blanket and then a grid notebook. Deal. If we don't find either one, you have to Amazon both of them for me. That's fine. I think I could spare the 375 Yeah, it probably isn't much more than that. So, uh, yeah, I forgot my Belgium notebook, so I'm not going to talk about that. But also not a lot of sexy stuff happened in Belgium. I made some friends. I had a nightmare at the airport. Their airport's horrible. Uh, I did a tour. I made a lot of international friends. We ate food and drank $11 water. It, you know, that's about it. Came from some glacier, though, I'm sure. Yeah, those are stories for another day, though. I don't know. I couldn't read the bottles in Belgium. 
which is not a language, but it's like a pseudo version of Dutch and French. And living in Belgium sucks, man, as far as languages go. Oh, as far as languages go, that's just not a blanket statement. Dude, Belgium sucks. No, Belgium's pretty cool. But like the northern half of the country, they speak one language and the southern half speak another language. And there's a rule that stuff only has to be in one language and that there's no like universal language in the country. And then also a lot of people in Brussels speak English. Dude, it screws with you. But who wears the wooden shoes? All of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's universal. Right. So I assume this city is exceptionally noisy. All that click clacking. Very loud. Yeah. And stone roads. So I forgot my Belgian notebooks. We're talking about Finland today, which is a much sexier part of the trip, Pete. No wooden shoes. No wooden shoes. You need much better than that. Because when I got off the airplane at Helsinki Vanta Airport, there was snow. There was snow and ice everywhere. And there are these little polar bear rock statues, which was apropos because they were playing in the snow. Did you pack long pants? And such. I packed joggers and I had some compression pants and then shorts. I like to pack stuff I can layer in case I'm somewhere warm or in case I'm somewhere cold. So joggers, compression socks, and probably shorts underneath. But I, on this trip, I also it did only take a hoodie. So having like a t-shirt on and a hoodie was a little cold at certain aspects, especially when I was trying to sleep in the ring in Spain. I should have brought a better jacket. This is usually why I try and travel in March or October or September. Not so much February. You got to make hay, which really isn't apropos in February because no one is making hay from a farming standpoint. Nope. nope. By the way, we both we've both already used the word apropos. Do we have the conversation about how people don't know what that word means? I don't think we have. I know what that word means, but spelling, it's a little more difficult. Oh, yeah. I know how to spell it now. Uh, a couple months ago, though, I was having a conversation with some people at my gym and a person I really like in my gym called me out after I said something was apropos. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, it's apropos. And she's like, what do you, what does that mean? I was like, how do you not know what that means? That's a thing. Like, that's a word. You should know that word. She thought I was making it up. And then we asked like three other younger people from the gym, no idea what it meant. And then I asked a few people that were a little bit older and they're like, yeah, obviously we know what that means. The younger generation is going to be the death of all of us. Yeah. They're dumb. So dumb, man. Never has there been such a wealth of knowledge at their fingertips at all times, and never have they known less. I argue that anymore, it's not about what you know, but if you know how to find the information, you'll do just fine. Although it is a bummer that... Did you just make up that word? Yep, that's what happened. You go sit in a corner, okay? Mm -hmm. The adults are speaking. Yeah, I'd go tell you to color, but you don't know how to color or write cursive. Go play on your phone in the corner, idiot. (laughs) <laughs> everyone's going to forge your signature. Enjoy that. Yeah. You're not going to be able to read anything. I write you. I'm going to start writing hate letters and cursive and giving them to kids under 25. Cause I know they can't read it. What is this Latin? What do I do with this? Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll do with it. Whatever you want. Read into it. However you'd like. Cause that's what your generation does. Tool. Apropos. Great word. So I go to Finland, jump off the plane. Super convenient. Cause I got off the plane. I was trying to figure out, how I was going to, oh, and I went into the snow, whatever. Not so convenient. Like I jumped off the plane. Dude, was there an emergency landing? Cause I could have landed in the snow. And uh, although it was, it was kind of icy, probably not a good idea to run on that that landing. So I get the flight. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get to where I'm going. So I'm trying to decide where to go, whatever. So I send a message to the promoter Starbucks. He's like, oh, hey, actually, I don't have to work today. I end up getting off work last second, so I'll come pick you up. It's like, okay, cool. So he goes to pick me up. We go chill at his house, which is conveniently about 10 minutes from the airport. We watched a lot of wrestling. He made me a lot of awesome food and we just talked wrestling. 
And he's a pretty bitter, jaded vet. Not unlike me, but he's been around a lot longer than I have, right? A lot more experienced. So he thinks you're dumb. How apropos. He might. That is. It would be. He, I think it's dead. He's thought it's dead for years. It makes sense. So we watched a lot of really awesome wrestling and just talked our opinions on the business. He asked me a lot of questions about training because I've been training people a bunch of different places. And I asked him a bunch of questions about that stuff too. And he made me a bunch of awesome food, man. He made me this huge mound of spaghetti with uh, like a meat sauce and cottage cheese. And then he made this pumpkin soup. Cottage cheese on the, on the spaghetti? On the spaghetti. Yeah. At first I thought, what is, what is Why? He's like, yeah, here's some cottage cheese for spaghetti if you want more protein. And then he gave me a whole little tub. And I was like, huh. So I watched him do it first. I was like, ah, oh, I mean, it must be good. I, it was. It was very good. Weird. Yeah, I thought it was. Have you seen that before? No. Yeah, I neither. I guess it must be a European thing. Well, I know there's another common food to have with spaghetti is fish. Mm. And I thought that was different. But yeah, then I'm told, to no, that happens all the time. Really? Okay. Oh, well. I don't have too much spaghetti anyway, although I love pasta. But so we're chilling out. And a lot of the reason we we're hanging out was because we we're waiting on another person for him to pick her up at the airport because gas prices are pretty crazy everywhere. And in Finland, it's a lot more than it is here. What, like 20 bucks per hectoliter? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know what the hell a hectoliter is, but I should. That should be easy. For argument's sake, yes. That's exactly how much it is. So we're waiting for another person. And we were waiting on my friend Heidi from England who I've ran into at three points in my life, Kirken Hall in Japan, the WWE performance in Orlando, and in Helsinki in October. So we are two cool people that only run into each other in really awesome places. What, wrestling locations and paternity suits? Uh, to be determined. So far, wrestling shows. So we pick her up. He goes to take us to where we're staying, right? Also, while he's driving us to where we're staying, he had to jump on to his phone to do his podcast which is called Shooting the Shiz At, which is a dope podcast. I listen to it myself. If you're not into wrestling, though, it's probably not for you. But if you're into wrestling, you should get the link or just look that up. But so Heidi and I were talking a lot and trying to stay pseudo quiet as he's on the phone talking about a review of, I want to say WrestleMania. Or no, no, no. Yeah, maybe it was WrestleMania. How topical could that be? WrestleMania was forever ago. Yeah, but it was at the time we were in Europe. Or maybe it was a review of some other, the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. God, when the hell were you in Europe? February. April? March? I don't know. How do I know? Why would I know this? I want to say it was, was it the end of March and the beginning of April, which would mean the beginning of WrestleMania? I don't know, bro. I mostly just say things like this to try and mess with you because it bothers you more so than it bothers me. Yeah, when I forget stuff, it bothers me. Yeah, and dang it, I have a notebook with the dates in it. <laughs> I can't, that's why I write down dates and that's why I write down when I journal, man. I can't remember anything. You know who doesn't care about your dates? Hmm. CTE. No, <laughs> that's true. Nope. I didn't care about, I care about dates at all. So I didn't know uh, talking up or, or catching up or whatever and talking and trying to be quiet and probably annoying Starbucks, which I feel a little bad about, <laughs> but the podcast was still great. And then uh, I listened to it later. You didn't hear us muffled in the background, which was dope. And then he dropped us off. We were staying, man, which was the coolest thing ever. The last time I went to Finland, I stayed in a hostel called the Diana Park Hostel because I had booked it by the time he said, hey, I have a place for you to stay if you need one. So I was like, ah, oh, shoot, that's right. I already paid for my days at the Diana Park Hostel. But 
I'm really happy I did because I made a few good friends there that I still stay in contact with to, to now, right? So that's cool. Friends you met in the sauna. Yeah, in the, yeah, obviously I met them in the sauna at the hostel where there would be a sauna. There's saunas everywhere. But I didn't find a sauna in that hostel or in this place we stayed. But apparently most wrestlers, when they go to wrestle for Slam Wrestling Finland, where I went, stay at a yoga studio that's ran by Starbucks ex-girlfriend. I was like, oh, all right, man. Well, that sounds cool. So he drops us off. And then we meet the woman who runs the place. Her name is Kuli. And she's an Estonian woman who apparently moved over to Finland and worked her ass off for years and years and years and now owns this amazing yoga studio in downtown Finland. And she's a hustler too. Cause like for the three or four days we were there, she was running around 24 seven doing all sorts of stuff. So like props to her. And now she has two floors in this beautiful building in downtown Helsinki floors, two and four. And it was like a five or six story building. She can't have floors that touch each other. I thought that was a little weird too. It's like that you have just two and four like staggered floors, but I guess it would make sense that she probably moved into one floor and then wanted to expand. And eventually the only other vacancy was on the next floor. Well, surely it's better for your chi or feng shui or vibe or whatever. However, yoga works to only have even numbers. Ooh, I would love that actually. If that was the reason, if I had any way to contact her, I would ask, I wonder if they have an Instagram man. If they do, I've really dropped the ball. I wonder if she has a Facebook too. Anyway, floor two for us for a few nights was very zen. It was legitimately one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Floor number two of this building, the Juga Kulu Shanty, was just a big open room. And it had yoga and like, I don't know what to say, zen-like accessories all over the room. Like Buddha nonsense, bonsai trees and whatnot? Yes. Uh, Not to be racist, yes. Lots of things like that. I suppose they use the word nonsense not to be negative, but... Oh, I was more the generalization of the other things you said that could be offensive to the, the yoga community. You think it is offensive? I don't know. I mean, these are all methods of meditation, incense, bonsai, usually surrounding the Buddha. Yeah, but I don't know what, what, they, what they're about and not. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Some form of yoga enlightenment. By the way, I was told that the next night, if I wanted to participate in their tantric yoga upstairs, I could. That's sexy yoga. Yeah, it is, but I don't know. I didn't know any other details about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass. Look, the only, the only thing I know about this, I learned from American pie and I'm not sure if that's appropriate. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pass. Cause I don't want to be the weird guy that ran away. The American who was scared of his sexual identity. Is Stifler's mom going to be there? Uh, honestly, Cooley had Stifler's mom vibes. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. She was very awesome. Very friendly. Also very good looking. I'm probably in the 45 range. I don't know, bro. You're closer to 45 than 25. Uh, I'm almost right in the middle. I'm exactly in the middle. We got to go into days here, days and weeks. I'm a few days past exactly in the middle, 19 days past exactly in the middle. Anyway, though, so we go into this yoga studio. It's super amazing. And, uh, she'd made us a couple essentially beds, but not beds. So you few yoga mats, a few mattresses, and then a bunch of blankets and stuff on top. By the way, where mine got placed was right under this little ledge that had, they weren't beanie babies, but little stuffed animals. So there were two little stuffed foxes and a couple little stuffed pigs right above my head. Dude, it was super cute. Made me feel real safe. Wow, bro. I'm beginning to think you don't know what apropos means. You were that guy, weren't you? The Hmm? young man who had no idea what apropos meant. I, I completely know what that means. Big, tough dude in the middle of Helsinki, Finland, sleeping under some pigs and fox. Not apropos. 
me sleeping in a crack house in London, that was apropos of me and my situation. It fit, it was fitting there, not where I'm in Finland though. Complete opposite. Did you place one of your panda stickers on that shelf? Be like, look, I fit. Oh, if I still had panda stickers, I would. Now I'll have ProSense dead stickers. And I didn't want to bring that kind of negativity into Jugukulu Shanti. I think you should combine the two. Decapitate the panda and just say pro wrestling is dead. That would be kind of funny. If, yeah, if I had the the digital file of my Omen Panda, I would. Or just the head of the panda with X's on the eyeballs. Omen Panda is dead. So we stay at this yoga studio, man, and it was just super cool. So it was just Heidi and I that night, and then we're chilling out, and we talked about Japan and how we miss it and reminisced, and then our WWE stuff and how they won't hire either of us because we're too old, as if we can control how old we are. Plus no football. Yeah, we never played football or soccer or American football. None of the the balls. No rugby either. We uh, reminisce on that. And then we talked to hallucinogens for a while, which is pretty dope. So obviously she's very pro hallucinogen and I'm very hallucinogen curious. Why would you say obviously? Why would that be obvious to us? It's not. It's not obvious. You don't know her. She's cool. It's like one of those, instead of saying, um, like, like I said, when did you say that? As I said before, did you say that before? It's I try thing. to stay away from like and like I said. I try to. In this podcast, though, I say so, um, and anyway, all the time, though. Obviously. I'm trying to stay away from that. But we talked about hallucinogens because I'm very hallucinogen curious, mainly mushrooms. Heidi is a big proponent. She told me a lot of interesting things and studies on this stuff. She must never have had a bad trip, huh? No, she has. She did tell me about some bad trips, but she told me mostly about all the really good ones and how they vastly outweigh the bad ones. Do you have to have a bad one to appreciate the good one? I don't know. I talked to a friend the other day who's only had one trip and it was a great trip and he really appreciated it and loved it, but he's never had a bad trip. Has he planned more trips? Of course. I believe there's some coming up for him. I feel that should be something you schedule. I'm going to need some time. I can't just do this on a Tuesday before work or before my tour of the Anne Frank house. Yeah. I need to set aside. I was some told time. you're supposed to, you should probably take two days, like one to do it. And the other one to kind of just recover. Really? Yeah. Just in case. But I, I don't know. I've never done it. Never I look, done it. Never done it yet. I look forward to it. By the time you listen to this, I could have done it, but I haven't. Also side story. I was talking to a friend about hallucinogens again, recently, a different friend. And they were, they told me they talked to another wrestler and this wrestler was like, Hey, hit up this guy for hallucinogens. He lives in California. It's his side hustle. So he hit up this dude. Was it the preacher? I can't say who or who it was. <laughs> However, the dude that he hit up was super, super famous. And he told this to my friend thinking that he wouldn't know who that person is, but he totally does. Bought some mushrooms off this guy, some chocolate bars. The dude shipped him over here and apparently made his own like really complex, awesome looking packaging. It was a great experience. I I hear and I, that's when I learned about regular doses and heroic doses. So my other friend was talking about loving the few regular dose trips he did, but he's super ready to take a heroic dose. Heroic just sounds cooler. It sounds dangerous to me. Well, that's why you're not a hero. As a guy who's never done drugs, I think the heroic dose would be very bad. I think I would have a bad trip. Have I talked about the LSD thing yet? Like the goodbye, Steve? No, but if the government made it, it's got to be good for you is my takeaway. Oh man, I'm right. Hold on one sec. I got to write down the goodbye, Steve LSD thing. That's a story for another day. Oh no, you're writing it in your journal though. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember to bring this journal next time. Yeah, but 
future Jake is going to think that past Jake wrote that while he was in another country and be real confused. I'm be like, oh, shoot, man. I really hate that I had to say goodbye to Steve with an I. Steve? Steve. Yeah, that's how he spells it. Steve. He's French Canadian. A little bit different there. Why don't you go back to Tim Hortons, eh? Hey, there's one in Dayton. Can't wait to go. Oh, man, I should go to the show in Cincinnati this week just to drive through Dayton to get Tim Hortons. Yeah, I should. See if you can get a spare cup and lid for me. I'm also doing carbs only once a week, and I could totally crush some Tim Hortons. What would you get there? I think they have donuts and pancakes and stuff. I just, that's where, you, that's where you go to, to crush carbs? Come on, bro. Well, yeah, Canada. What? Why don't you get some spaghetti with freaking cottage cheese now that you're in love with it? That actually sounds great. I would do that again, especially if it was my with my dude, Starbucks. He's the man. I love Starbucks. I don't often admit dude love, but hey. He's real cool. That's right. You never admit dude love, especially on this podcast. No, never admit dude love. So anyway, Heidi and I had a great time catching up. Super awesome night, right? We uh, end up waking up. And then the next morning I went around. I found my notebook finally after going to like six different stores and walking all the way around Helsinki City. And then we had some other international visitors come in, Pete. So this turned into the coolest collective of human beings ever on the planet. First, Blake, a wrestler from Hungary, came in. So now I have a Hungarian Blake as well as an American Blake. Any accidents on the way in? No accidents. He also might have better luck. He's a safer Blake. Safer option. Blake 2.0. Even though he looks like a much more dangerous option because he's very edgy and very tattooed. He's Captain Blake Steamer. He looks He's a pirate. And pirates, they'll steal your soul. They'll steal your heart. They'll steal your wallet. Is that how pirates work? I don't know. Okay. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Depp, he'll steal everything. He stole a lot of hearts. Honestly, Blake, very Johnny Depp-like. Yep, Johnny Depp stole a lot of hearts, and then his spouse left a steamer. So, you know, Ooh, it all fits. Well done. So, Blake from Hungary came in, and then before we left, Helena came in from Sweden. And I actually met her once years ago, but I don't think she remembered. I met her, I think, when I was in Sweden. Um, but that's cool. We've, we've changed a lot, right? The four of us ended up going out to the Slam Wrestling Training Facility, we went to it. There's a gym downstairs and a beach volleyball court downstairs. That this makes sense. Whole huge open place. And there was a Taekwondo Academy downstairs. So those were the three things in the basement of this amazing facility. So we watched some kids do Taekwondo. Then we watched some people volleyball. And then we snuck into this awesome gym and crushed it. How many, how many small children doing Taekwondo did you fight? Eight or nine. Yeah, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I was just swinging and kicking, trying to use my reach advantage. Because they were all midgets. Midgets are not fully developed humans. Either way. Yeah, they're the same thing to me. You know, story for another day, my opinion on midgets, if I haven't talked about it before. By the way, I'm glad they let us in this gym for I think free, because gyms in Europe do not let you drop in. They do not want you to drop in. They want to charge you a ton of money to come visit one time. And I feel like they want you to spend a ton of money just trying to get like a week or a month membership there. But I think they let us work out for free. What was that show you did that had that phrase? That's like donate what you wanted pro bono, but that's not what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Inversa Estrada. Yeah, why don't they just do that for Re- the gym? Reverse ticketing. Pay what you thought the gym was worth. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I might be more apt to give you 10 euros for the gym after I get in a good workout. But if you piss me off, and I get a bad workout or your personal trainers are douchebags and you get like three euros. Your Smith's machines were Smythe machines. And we all know those are inferior. I'm yeah, not paying for don't the Smythe me. It's crap. Yeah. 
if I give you your euros and change, it means it's not that many euros. But if I give you your euros and bills, that's a good sign. And I would have inverse estrated them. You would have given, given them a few bills for that experience. I would have given them 10 euros for that experience. Because the four of us got to kill the gym. And I don't know if anyone's listening out here. I hope that you have at some point. You went to the gym with a group of people, but you all did your own thing. But it was just a good vibe, and the whole gym session was destroyed. You brought that Beanie Baby vibe with you to the gym? I did. Well, it's probably helped me get a very peaceful, relaxing sleep. And then when I woke up, I was in a good mood. And then I destroyed the gym with my new friends, Blake, Helena, and Heidi. And we crushed it. And at the very end, we joined in for some stuff together. I'm mainly selfies in the mirror, which looked really BA because we were two cool looking dudes and two cool looking chicks in cool Finland. And none of us were Finnish. Uh, but we did finish very strong. Hopefully not in the mirror. That'd no, not, not in the mirror. No, weird. No deadlifts were performed at that gym. That was real cool. And then we went upstairs where the Slime Wrestling Finland was having a referee seminar by a Irish referee from Ireland. That checks out. I'm going to believe you there. I meant, I didn't mean to say that. Now Fox, he was dope. Uh, he came from a place I've tried to get booked in Ireland a bunch of times, but never gotten booked. Is it where Hornswoggle trained? Uh, yep. Over the top. Which is ironic because his little ass can't go over the top of anything. He can't even go on roller coasters because he's not over the top. Also, great movie from Sylvester Stallone. For an arm wrestling. Check it out. Everyone's an arm wrestling. Everyone knows I'm accidentally ended up at the European Arm Wrestling Championships, right? I've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. And the Quebec Arm Wrestling Championships. At some point in time, you can't claim it's an accident anymore. You've been to a couple. Yeah, I know. I've told everyone about this. Arm wrestling championship guys have one huge arm and one small arm. If you didn't know, if you haven't listened to those episodes, they have a huge arm and a small arm. Look, they need to crush it in competition, but not crush themselves during alone time. It makes sense. Yeah. They use only their left hand to fondle boob. Right arm is for business only. And it could kill someone. (laughs) Which why is important. If you're a lady and you're getting intimate, make sure you're on the correct side. Otherwise it's just going to be pain. Yeah. If you say, Hey, choke me be like, Hey, choke me with your left hand, left hand, left hand. Because the right hand would kill somebody. Snap a neck like a chicken. Uh, we go upstairs. I end up helping out with the referee seminar a little bit. I had to try and work some spots on the fly with this kid. And man, it didn't go well. And I had to wrestle him the next day. So it made me really worried. <laughs> However, the next day he did much better. But that was dope. Uh, also, I'm trying to think of when we met up with several other human beings. But by the time we got back to Jugakulu Shanti... Uh, we had new friends there. We had uh, Myla, an Olympic wrestler from France, joined us. And then uh, Diana, this Polish strong woman, joined us. So you were there with real athletes? Le- very legit athletes. Was that intimidating? It was scary because I know that they're more qualified for my job than me. They're next in line. Did you profusely apologize? I apologized for being worthless, yes. And I was like, Diana, you're very strong. Her name is Diana Strong, and she's a strong woman. She's also very short. I kind of wrecked my saying how apropos by throwing in the short thing. She is, though. Well, but the strong and strong woman thing. Yeah, like South Park, apropos. Uh, So we had, now our group was six. (laughs) It was American, English, Hungarian, French, Swedish, and um, what else? What other? Polish. Did I say that right? I, either way, 
we had the coolest group of human beings ever hanging out in a yoga studio in the middle of Finland, all brought together by pro wrestling. Damn it, Pete, it was cool. And I already say we already had like all these great amenities, like laundry and showers and free coffee and snacks. Did I already mention this? No, not on air. Yeah, so we had all of these cool things. And we were surrounded by just cool people that were coming into and out of the yoga studio that weren't transients, but seemed like it, like nomad gypsies. You all seem like transients. You know this about yourselves. We were transients in a place where transients were welcome. Oh, like a halfway home. Kind of. We were halfway in between the bottom floor and the top floor of Jugakulu Shanty, where eventually we would have to migrate. We had to migrate from floor two to floor four on the third day because of yoga classes they were going to have in that second floor studio. Yeah. We need you guys in your grossness to vacate this floor. Go up. We were we gypsies that migrated north. Typically, you don't want to migrate north. It's cold. And we were in Finland in the winter. Usually bad idea. But not on this day. We were the, it was the coolest group of people ever. I think it was Blake referred to it as a school trip. He's like, oh, this is like a school trip. And it really was. So that night, I would talk to Diana from Poland for like 30 or 40 minutes on just random stuff. She's only a few matches into her career. And then I would talk to Myla, who's an Olympic wrestler from France. And she would tell me about France and her career and this and that. And I would talk about America. And then I would talk to Blake from Hungary about random cool stuff. Tell me Myla critiqued your chain wrestling. She did not. Uh, the only actual critiquing was done was actually I, I gave her some compliments the next night because she did one thing in a match that made me know that she knows what she's doing. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know you did this in the ring. And that lets me know that you're really, really good at what you do. A lot of respect. She took three complete steps to cross the mat before she hit the ropes. Three is ideal, but she's a little short. So it makes sense that she would do four. But that's not what it was. She did a bridging German suplex. And when she did it, both her shoulders were down. And then one, two, and right before the three count, she lifted her left shoulder blade off the mat. Very smooth. Also, the suplex was great because obviously she's an Olympic style wrestler. So they know how to bridge. Her firemen's carry phenomenal. I didn't know she knew how to put out fires. Dude, I didn't see it, but I know it had to be great. You know what? Actually, that's, I mean, that's a pretty good place to, to go with just the first part of the Finland episode, man. So I ended up in the world's coolest school trip with five other international wrestlers in a city that none of us were familiar with or ever been to. So cool. So that's where you want to finish this episode. We're going to finish right here.